All right, you want me to intro you, or do no, you want to just do it? Okay. Then cue him. He says. I'm not gonna have any banter for the beginning because you're standing here, and we're always gonna talk about. That's okay. This is the banter, the banter right here. She's just I gonna talk about how like, badly you drive I can't her crazy. Hear anybody, but I can just banter at myself. And <laughs> it's a normal day for you then. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah. Let's talk mad All right. shit about it. I think this is quality intro material right here. <laughs> Welcome to. They Bucky. said something funny. Ha 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 ha. Okay, well you can't do that. <laughs> That's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Buckheap Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 64, The Rainwild Chronicles, book one, Dragon Keeper, prologue through chapter four. And I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader this time. I'm Eli, and I'm also a new reader. I'm Ashley, and I'm always a new reader. <laughs> and I'm Elena. I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. But where there is no Fitz, nor Malta, nor there is I. So it's like I wasn't even here. Malta's in this book. I thought that was going to be a riddle. <laughs> All right. Except, All right. Except wild Malta so Joey appear, hates Joey. dragons, so there will be no Joey. So I hate dragons. There's he no... hates dragons. You hate him. There's I no heard him fits. talk about it one day. Yeah. He eats water too. No he fits doesn't... And... and mud. Yeah, it doesn't and go boats. anywhere near. He's either. not a fan of boats. <laughs> no. What is he gonna do in the last trilogy? I don't know. Honestly, it's gonna be <laughs> spoilers. Gonna be some... <laughs> There's mud, Ashley. <laughs> All right. Well, bye. Why is Malta in these books? Go away. She's mentioned bye. very briefly. All right. He'll just be confused like I was the first time I read it. <laughs> True. Me too. So, first up is corrections, omissions, and announcements. Uh, we are perfect because Elena has power. I watched a rover land on Mars. Ashley bought a hat. Jenny is fucking killing it with the art lately. Alyssa wants you to know that you should listen to the Rain Wilds playlist that she made for you. And also, happy birthday, Eli. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! If a day early. I was near you. I would a have day early a and a cake week shaped like an this... egg for you. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's what I could do. <laughs> Did anybody besides me die at that line about something dying in the egg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't read it. <laughs> Embrace it. <laughs> you got a t-shirt and everything. Did you buy that shirt yet? You should buy the shirt. So if, uh, for those who don't know, this time last year, I got blisteringly drunk on the podcast for my birthday, but luckily it didn't matter because (laughs) somebody couldn't record or something. The recording didn't work, so it didn't matter anyway, but I, I left in the middle of the podcast to go to sleep and (laughs) my recording just, just ran the whole night. 
disappeared. It's beautiful. I believe it's episode 10, if you want to go back, is the one that we re-recorded. Oh. Uh, it's like we, to never, we were supposed to never reveal that, but, you know. Consider you can cut it. I mean, you have the power. <laughs> Was that when my audio got messed up? I forgot. No, it was me. I was having, like, I didn't have the right computer and drama. That's okay. I messed up an episode later, so. Yeah, we've all all messed up. We've definitely. The main thing I remember is that was the the weekend that episode posted with that cold intro of Eli just saying that over and over again. (laughs) It was the last concert I got to go to. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, ha- I had a, a hotel room in Tyler, just like 100 miles, and it, you know, one of my favorite indie bands or singers. He's got a band, but really it's like his thing. And, you know, woke up in the morning happy and satisfied and in a hotel, and I listened to that, and I literally fell off the couch and cried. It was so funny. <laughs> it was a really good weekend. <laughs> and then COVID happened. And then COVID and happened. Then COVID What's happened? COVID? <sighs> a year, year and a half later. I don't know. I was actually trying to like think of something that had happened, and I realized that it had happened like technically two years ago instead of last year, and I got really depressed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, on to the mailbag. So we've yeah. got mail from Len to thank us a million times over for creating what has now become their favorite podcast and for talking about these wonderful books that should be read by every single human ever and at least a few aliens too i agree they're great we're trying to do our part making everyone read them uh they're excited that we are getting to the boats again boat books rain wilds right five star entertainment it says uh and then also uh, I guess we can. I can. I guess I can say this as a spoiler. The the PS is pretty great. I finally made my friend read these books, and the very first time that he met Amber, he said, "Hmm, Amber's the fool, isn't she?" Uh, okay, so, you know what? I'm taking whoa. that as a dig, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> None of us knew. I, yeah, who, who? Your friend read ahead. Your friend is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but also in this email, Len wants to know what we're going to do about spoiler section. If you uh, listened carefully in the intro, I did introduce myself as a rereader because, spoiler alert, I read the books. So that's just how time works. You're a reading devil. I don't know how you do it. I've read I read three books since Friday, so I'm on a... I'm oh my god. god. I, read, I read Sarah J. Mass's most recent book this yes. past week. Yes, I, I read these five chapters and that's I it. couldn't read it all in one night because I had to work and I wasn't able to take a day off so I had to like batch it out in three nights and it was I just I hate reading like that I like to plow through <laughs> then of course this podcast it's, I have to read five chapters like that yeah, yeah right? but like I having mean, to plow through that is like whew. I can't even read my own name without getting bored anymore <laughs> I have no attention span it's terrible I read the Odyssey during our last, like, break, and that's the first time I've read a book other than Robin Hobb since we started this. Oh my god. (laughs) Was it the Emily Wilson translation? Yes. I got about a third of the way through that, like, the week after it came out, and I haven't gone back to finish. Yeah. Not that it's bad, I'm just, I find the Odyssey fucking boring. Yeah, it's not for me. Just it's, skip to the good parts. The audiobook version is narrated by the lady who plays Rome or plays Juliet in Romeo plus Juliet, which hmm. I watched right before 
listening to that audiobook. So I thought that was pretty cool. What's I'm Romeo plus Juliet? <laughs> Claire Danes. Oh, Romeo plus Juliet is the Leonardo DiCaprio version. Oh, so Claire Danes. Yeah. It's like just like super over the top. I yeah, no, we, we I know, know it. I know what Romeo. Do you know who Claire Danes is? Do you know who Claire Danes is? Mm. Have you seen Star? Oh, you're breaking That's my heart. How I would have introduced her. <laughs> it's a girl from Stardust. Just said Claire Danes. Yeah. From Stardust. Yeah. The okay. Movie Start with my so-called life. Then watch my so-called Stardust. life. The daughter in Home for the <laughs> Holidays, watch which Homeland. you have seen. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Claire Danes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know. I don't know anything. Oh, it is the daughter from Home from the Holidays. Wow. Oh my god. I've seen that once. One time. All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's how we're going to handle the spoiler section. Is uh, It's just going to be me and Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. Talking like we know shit, because we do. Just like the old days. Just yeah. like the old days. Spoiling every work that Claire Danes has ever done for Eli. That's yep. what you should focus on. <laughs> We're going to list them all in, in their in their proper order. As far as I'm concerned, reading The Odyssey is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's her crowning achievement. Oh, wow. All right. Um, who wants to read the back of the book blurb? But first, the dedication to the memory of Spot and Smokey, Brownie Butt and Rainbow, Ragbag and Sinbad, Fine Pigeons, One and All. This book is dedicated to pigeons. Tag yourself, I'm ragbag. <laughs> I'm bad for sure. So, back of the book. Too much time has passed since the powerful dragon Tintaglia helped the people of the traitor cities stave off an invasion of their enemies. The traitors have forgotten their promises, weary of the labor and expense of tending earthbound dragons who are hatched weak and deformed. If neglected, the creatures will rampage or die. So it is decreed that they must move further upriver toward Kelsingra. That's a new one for me. Kelsingra. Kelsingra? Kelsingra. The mythical homeland whose location <laughs> is locked deep within the dragon's uncertain ancestral memories. How are we going about Thimera's name? Did I say it right? Thimera? Yep. Yeah? Thimera, yep. an unschooled forest girl, and Elise, wife of an unloving and wealthy trader, are among the disparate group entrusted with escorting the dragons to their new home. And on an extraordinary odyssey, with no promise of return, many lessons will be learned, as dragons and tenders alike experience hardships, betrayals, and joys beyond their wildest imaginings. What's a tender? Like a chicken. chicken. A tender. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Tender <laughs> like chicken tenders. <laughs> what is? I don't understand it in this context. A t- like somebody dra- who's tending the dragon. Oh, tenders. a tender. Ah, not like a. Uh, I see. A tender. <laughs> not, like a, not like a soft like. <laughs> the dragons don't know that though. They definitely think chicken tenders. That's what they think. <laughs> That's what they were hoping for. Well, their world is meat, not meat. Mm. So you know. God, I hate this All language. of those humans just look like little chicken nuggets. <laughs> they really do. Um, yeah, just notes on uh, notes on uh, pronunciation of names. Say it however the fuck you want. I don't care. There's no rules here. Uh, I mean, whatever. Change how I'm I say get it. Fa- feedback. That's like you said it wrong. Well, those people will be deleted. 
Because if you recall in the opening, Rachel said we are perfect. So, yep, we are perfect. Remember how I said we are perfect? We are perfect. (laughs) All of our decisions are correct. I like that they call her an unschooled forest girl. (laughs) (laughs) She seems like way more than that to me, but whatever. Do you feel misled by the fact that they've like centered it on these two women and they're not like immediately like in love and gay together yes it's unacceptable well the mar is 11 so <laughs> say, there is an age difference there this is the rain wilds ashley that's true they'll, they'll, they'll little just take whatever human they can she's get. old she's old most of her brethren have been married off by now so she's having her quarter life crisis <laughs> she's only got like 10 more years all right the setting Oh, uh, just a small note. I skipped this because I'm bad at my job. This book was published in 2010, um, which was 11 years ago. <gasps> yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> when I so graduated book, undergrad. This book is the same age as Thymera. So. Oh, how nice. Uh, so our setting is the Rainwild River. Uh, we will also see Tarman, which... Uh, spoiler listeners will be excited about uh, Kasserik and Bangtown. Bangatown. Bangatown. Bangtown. <laughs> Take me down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any comments before we get into this? What are you expecting from these books? What do you want from these books? Are you happy to see the dragons again? Are you happy yes. to see mud again? Are you yes. happy to to be away from Fitz and his foolishness? No, I I, I I feel like yes. I appreciate a break from. Fitz. I rolled my eyes a lot in the pool. Let's just say that. I appreciate Life needs a break contrast. From Fitz. I like dragons. I expect that these two ladies are gonna be just some strong badass beers. Okay. I love Let's the baby see. dragons with the personality of a full-grown dragon. <laughs> it's my my favorite. I want to know if we find out what happens to our serpent friends. Like, do we see Malkin as a dragon? Do we see, you know, any of them that we knew by name as dragons? <laughs> I feel like the rest of them are dead. <laughs> okay. I imagine them all with very high pitched, like high pitched voices, like because they're. I know they're large, but I because they're like half formed dragons. I think of them as small. They have. Like... I... <laughs> I picture them in the animated style of the Land Before Time dinosaurs. Yes, yes. Sure. Oh, that's good. <laughs> in live action, though, I picture them like the Tremors mutant dog things in Tremors too. The ass blasters. The ass blasters. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I see like a claymation Wallace and Gromit style of them just like you know limping around. And... Claymation definitely is in my brain as well, especially when their limbs are like are like stumpy, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. like Dumby or something. I yeah. also <laughs> thought guy. of um, all the toys at Sid's house in the Toy Story. Very <laughs> 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 much had that kind of vision. Oh gosh! All right. Well, that puts that, that put, puts us in a great place. Let's start with the prologue, which I have. Uh, it's called Serpent's End. I don't know if it's the serpent's like metaphysical end or just the end of their body. It's an Ouroboros. It just keeps going. <laughs> oh. So the prologue opens from the point of view of Sasarqua, not Shriver, 
not Cesare, and certainly not Malkin. No, we're here with Sisarqua. Does uh, does anyone does anyone know her? Because I don't know, but I wanted to say Sisquara because I didn't like this. Person. <laughs> yeah. Like the order of the letters was bothering me. I I probably spent ten minutes trying to decide if it was Cesaria, like making a slight name change because she had transformed. <laughs> Wasn't Shriver the girl? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Shriver was the girl. <laughs> so, anyways, nothing about this is right. It's too cold and too muddy, and she's tired and old and not into this. So what's what's this? Uh, well, cocoon making. With gems like, quote, finally, she felt the ancient oh, reflex trigger, and puking, quote, <laughs> Powerful streams of clay, bile, and saliva tinged with venom. End quote. I can only assume that I was tasked with this section as a punishment. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> Tintaglia is there giving Sasarqua and the rest of the cold, tired, malnourished sea serpents on the muddy beach encouragement as they all puke on themselves over and over again. And it's not right. Nothing is as it should be. So many have died on the journey to this beach, starved and eaten by the acid river. There's some serpent-eating serpent action in this section just to really upset me. And then we're back to cocoon, cocoon puking. Cocoon puking. Cocooning. 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 After at least 30 more pages of this, Selden shows up. <laughs> Selden sees that Sasarqua is struggling despite her determination to rise a queen beautiful as the dawn, stronger than the foundations of the earth. And then he calls Tintaglia over to direct her general blueness at the problem. And Tintaglia tells Selden, who has a very long and weird neck now, to help Sasarqua with her mud slurry because she's female and therefore more precious since less of them have survived. As Sasarqua falls into a gestational sleep, Selden and Tintaglia discuss how worried they are that none of these serpents will emerge as healthy dragons. Because it's all wrong and bad, and if you don't use your eggs by 30, you might as well throw them out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, Selden mentions that the Rainwilders would like the cocoons of those that do not survive to use as wizard wood, but Tintaglia goes, No! Dragons belong only to dragons. So I think that the live shipbuilding biz is in peril. This section ends with a note from Detozi to Eric, appended to a mail from the Rainwild Council, asking for more money for Tintaglia's public works. It <laughs> says that there's been a flash flood, and some of the pigeons being sent to Bingtown must have been lost. So sorry, we'll send you more when they're hatched. Don't bother visiting. Trahog sucks now, because there are too many immigrants. But hey, at least we have a new dating convention. Long live the Independent Alliance of Traders, year one. <laughs> I am more invested in Detozi and Eric than in any other character. Right, exactly. Oh, for sure. I need to know if they're like the, the gossip are... hub. They have these. Like... I think it's brilliant. No. I'm so glad we're that they get... were added in. We're gonna get this whole like, like the rest um... of it is like general history and probably important <laughs> to the plot a great deal, and then it's just them being shitty to each other, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have this whole, like, brilliant novel of letters, like. Mm-hmm. So the dragons are still gross. Yeah. They, uh, they're pretty nasty. <laughs> About what I expected. Still yeah. upsets me. Yep. They, so... I, I would have taken this section for you, Rachel, except that I was busy, like, cocooning my winter, uh, body. 
<laughs> just just drooling on yourself snowstorm. as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and also there were a lot of flashbacks to college, so <laughs> <laughs> Like, I know I that mean, reflex. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> I am, uh, oh god. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like this is just, like, the shittiest place ever. It's muddy, it's cold, there's just a bunch of, like, dying serpents, Tintaglia's running around, Selden doesn't have any money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And also, we don't know what happened to Shriver. We don't know. Like, what happened to our friends, the serpents? And yeah. why have they been abandoned? Why am I being forced to care about a serpent I've never heard of? I don't know this yeah, person. Yeah, like, we were fucking invested in Shriver and Malkin and Cesaria and, like, Moby Dick and, you know, the the, the green well, minstrel. Moby Dick like, died. And she who remembers. <laughs> she died. She, she curled up in the middle did. of the river and died. So this I, I is one of them that was, like, a had her, her mind was like gone and then she happened to eat a dead serpent and got his got his memories and sort of woke her up for long enough to make it make the journey and that's the only reason we are kind of riding her her journey right now but it's yeah it is really weird that it's like a totally totally different person mm-hmm well, I, th- I think it's a I think it's a, an intentional rhetorical technique to basically cue the readers. Even though we're back in the Rainwilds, it's not going to be the same characters that it was with live ships. So don't expect it. Right. Until a wild Selden appears. Until Selden yeah, appears. Until Selden rolls up. Was he really a character in the first books, though? He Whoa. made a comeback in know. the end. All I want them to tell me is how old he is. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> He has the soul of a, you know, eternal being. She did mention Malkin and how glorious he looked. And I, all I was thinking was that he, he like, looked like a corpse the last time I saw right? <laughs> <laughs> He must have been Malman on some uh, dead serpents. <laughs> well, I'm... The fact that they eat each other is just so upsetting. And I know it's fine. I know the dragons do it. I know that they're not going to get sick or something. But everything in me feel like it's just says thinks it's wrong. Cannibalism is never cool. It's, yeah, like sharks. They're basically sharks. Do sharks eat each other? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but do they get each other's memories when they? Do? I mean, I don't know. I've never ha- asked. <laughs> It's, except it's also kind of like Highlander because you get like a super bonus if you eat another dragon. If you eat, if you eat oh enough God, people who is. are like directly related to you, like do you get like overlays of the same memory over and over again? Like if you've all eaten somebody who was once related to like Bob the dragon, do you just get like too many Bob the dragons? You know, it's like it's like a JPEG when you copy it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, is it? Is it like, is it like m- mapping onto their personality, or is it just like a library? I think it's a library. I'm not sure. I think we can talk about this later when we're more into like the dragons because they seem some of them seem to augment a lot of their personality with memories that are not theirs. So it's very interesting. They topic. do seem a lot more attuned to it, as you'd expect, than humans but like the humans when they get other people's memories on them they get totally overwhelmed and the dragons are just like "Ooh, i'm awake more now it's like coffee for them (laughs) memory caffeine 
delicious. Oh, well, that's another thing we can sell at Roteland. So. <laughs> $12. $12. And if you I want would a like ground, a memory non-fat latte with uh, whipped cream. With some that. silver? We don't call it whipped silver. cream. We call it silver. With some ground dragon pizzle in your coffee. <laughs> We don't have blends of the coffee roasts or like you know dragon names like Tintaglia or you know Caesarea. Yep. And we don't have a blender. We the barista just chews it up and then spits it back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Found my job. (laughs) Eli, please take us into chapter one before we digress. Okay, chapter one: The Riverman. Following a night of stargazing and rum, Leftrin wakes up where he passed out on the deck of his barge on the rain-wild river. Leftrin has a sudden urge to go poking around in the swamp, which he recognizes as a leftover premonition from his dream in the night. And Pa always told him to follow his dream. So, he sets out into the muck before the rest of his crew awakens, only pausing to kick the teller man awake to let him know he's on walkabout. It's slow going, sneaking around in the reeds, as there's been a big flood, and Leftrin's shitty boots keep making a soft <laughs> sound as he stomps around <laughs> after his dream urge. Um, as he walks around, he gets acid mud on his face and thinks about how he is really ugly, but at least the river water skin care routine keeps his scales at bay. Honestly, I just think the rain wilds are kind of neat. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Pretty awful. Finally, <laughs> Leftrin finds what he's looking for. With a spidey sense tingle, he knows he's in the right spot, and he begins to scan the area for some booty. Because, honestly, as soon as I started these books, I'm just looking for the pirates. Thar, she shows, <laughs> gasps Leftrin, indicating the gray wood peeking out of the bog. A small wizard wood log must have swept out of the hatching grounds during the flood and was sent way downriver. Leftrin can sense no life in the log and immediately begins to think about how to get rich or die trying. You see, this cunning boy grew up with his dad, who sailed a live ship, or live barge, and his mom's side of the family was cutting wizardwood logs for ships. And that barge of his, it's Tarman. It's one of the first live ships ever built. And you can tell because it has painted eyes on the side instead of a figurehead. So Leftrin knows a thing or two about fancy magic wood, and don't tell him he doesn't. Leftrin figures it's worth about ten years' worth of income, especially if he sells it to those damned Chalcedians. The Duke is sick, and he's searching far and wide for dragon bits to brew in his tea. And this was the point in the story where I was like, he's 30 and 10 years of income is all he needs. He can live on for the rest of his life. And then I realized, oh yeah, they die in like at 40 or something yeah (laughs) oh man so he's like looking to retire i guess um at the same time it would be very dangerous to deal in wizardwood now uh knowing that everybody knows what where it comes from and what it is um the entire topic of live ships is bound to be a sore spot with tentaglia many of the logs used to make live ships may have held living dragons in them Leftrin is thinking about all of these things when he steps onto the ladder back onto the old Tarman. Immediately, Tarman comes into his mind. So you want to be a player? But your boat ain't fly? Don't sell that log. You gotta pet my ride. (laughs) (laughs) 
So chapter one ends with a letter between Rainwilds and Bingtown. Bingtown is invited to send representatives to see the new dragon's hatch. The real story here, though, is that in the second letter from Rainwilds birdkeeper Tosi to the Bingtown birdkeeper Eric, complaining that the Bingtown birds have lice. And that's the goss. <laughs> your birds are dirty, Eric. Send me your dirty birds. I love that Tarman has an, has eyes like an ancient Greek trireme. Mm-hmm. So cool. And I'm just picturing like a giant like raft with like googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. It's just a giant plank of wood with googly eyes on the side. They're just spinning around like a serpent. <laughs> Yeah, they, I, I it, like want... instead of instead of like them being like carved eyes, they're like painted, right? So they must be animated instead of <laughs> it's like cool world where they just come alive and they're like it's the claymation coming in. <laughs> I just want to say at the start of this chapter, I was like, I don't know if I've ever related harder to a fictional character with that whole like I'm sitting out under the stars drinking rum. It seems like a really good fucking idea to just stay out here and go to sleep, like been there never actually done it this is telling me i shouldn't but i was like that's relatable i like that and then it stopped being so relatable like why would you follow the weird wild hole into the freaky acid swamp and then why would you like i don't know i know there's a lot of money but there's like an integrity issue why wouldn't you just give it back to the dragons like that's their memories that's their people ah uh, I don't think that ever even occurs to him, does it? I think no. he just wants no, to doesn't. retire. <laughs> so you don't trust you don't trust Leftrin because he's like, I could sell it or I could use it. Yeah, and he's that's a, it. yeah, he's 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 a piece of shit. Oh, but he's I'm just saying his morals are out of alignment with mine. Like we had a brief moment where we were like in synergy, and then it was very brief, and I was like, okay, no, I'm done with you. <laughs> We'll see if Leftern can redeem himself in your eyes. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, he probably doesn't, like, get that a dragon would want to eat it for its memories and be like... It, it's, it's probably not... That part is probably not important to him. He was just like, oh, it's not a... There's not a real dragon in there. It's not alive. We are... Uh, we're cool. Yeah, yeah maybe he doesn't my boats know. and eyebrows. <laughs> he's he's not killing anybody. He's he he's uh he's okay with it. I think so because Leftrin is you know yet another character that lives and works on a live ship, and we've met characters like that before in the in the live ship traders. I expect him to be a little bit more like well to do, but he doesn't really seem like that. He seems like a lot less wealthy than somebody like Brashin. Well, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a barge, right? Can he even go on the ocean, or is it just the river? I think he's he riverbound. I think it's just yeah. the river. He's a riverman. He's got a. He's got a much shittier boat. But he's else. the he's the main thoroughfare between the Rain Wild and Bingtown, right? Like up and down. Maybe. That's a lot of... But how big is I don't his think boat? He can even get can even get to Bingtown? Probably not, because he would have to it's go. Because that requires the ocean. Oh, yeah. you're right. He has to go the, around. He so he just, he's just got his raft with googly eyes, and he just goes up and down <laughs> the poison river. 
<laughs> I mean, that sucks. Like a game of Pong. I think, back and forth. yeah, I think the other the other live ships can probably go straight up the river just fine and don't need him. So all of the big shipments to Bingtown, he probably doesn't get. He's just traveling from Treehog to Kasarik and back. That's probably all he does. I think he goes farther than that. I think he probably meets the live ships and transfers cargo. But I'm not... Mm -hmm. You're right. I don't think he is going like all the way out into the ocean and then down and docking. I don't think Tarman docks at Bingtown, but maybe uh, we'll have to see. Tarman's just vibing. <laughs> but Tarman like wants the, that wood. Tarman wants that like wood. The Mark I know Twain I of that the Brain well. Wild. Lefren, Lefren had a dream. I mean, and if we're we're getting like into it, ethically speaking. The boat's kind of like a dragon, like. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the boat. So... The boat eat. It's like the same as the dragon eating the. Who How cares? Because the, the dragon he doing? can like, go and eat the boat. Pushing it up into a paste and... and like shoving it between his like floorboards. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a mouth. There's just a hole. There's just like one. He's gonna get one. Yeah. He just carves a big mouth and attaches it to the front like a shark. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe this log becomes a figurehead. I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Amber, so. Or a nice, nice big spoiler. Well, but they know people, <laughs> they know lots of people who carve the wood, so really he could have a figurehead made, because he's, he deals with all the people who used to carve. Just like, or something do? really useless, like. I'm going to put it out there, I remember Tarman's name from the last trilogy, but I don't remember yeah, anything else. Yeah, me too. They could have given him a big nose. Spo <laughs> spoiler, Tarman lives. <laughs> so yeah so you could think like maybe it's just like all new door hinges or it's just like just what what useless shit could you make with wizard wood on a live ship like a cute little what, if, what if it's like below deck like it's or below the the bottom of the ship make it not a barge make it a real boat what if, yeah what if he makes it in some make like him sails and like expands it Make him a big oh. mast so you don't have to use your uh, use your just, pole just anymore. <laughs> I just want him to have those Volkswagen Beetle eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a mast is a bit ambitious. It's like what a like a three foot tall log. This is a barge. I mean, how stupid do you want him to look? Very. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it looks pretty stupid already. So barges don't have sails. What's he gonna do with a mast? <laughs> <laughs> Try to go out to sea. Yeah. Go out to sea. He's just gonna look like one of those um, boogie boards. <laughs> Get on. That's got, that's got the sail on it, so you can like boogie through the waves. It's like the the raft they made on Lost. They put a sail on that. Mm. Gonna save. He's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna do. He's gonna. He's gonna be a real boy. He's gonna. <laughs> 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 sail into Bangtown. And all the live ships are going to be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of you now. Is he going to parade through Bangtown Harbor like the new live ships do? He can't parade yes. too much because then they'll know that he got fucking wood from somewhere. <laughs> He's a live ship, so what are they going to tell him to do? It's like... Yeah, but he can't. Yeah. He can't even talk to other live ships, probably, he unless he like they touch farts. rudders or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> it's the bilge pump. It, it, there's like oh, a... toots. <laughs> Dolphin clicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, so Elena doesn't like Lefteren, but I do. I feel like he's a salt of the earth kind of man, and I feel like he's not going to lie to me because I feel like he's letting me in on a secret already. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a. He's the closest thing to a pirate so far, and I'm down. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and he's ugly, so I can't help but love him because he's mm. ugly. Is he ugly? He just is very weathered. That doesn't mean he's. He uggo. said he was ugly. He said I am ugly. I'm an ugly. <laughs> I feel like that's every character we've met so far, though. Yeah, there's not a lot of self love in these books, like, or in this book so far, rather. Well, that's also differentiate. He said he I'm an ugly great. man, but like for a Rainwilder, that means he's you know flaming hot because he looks like a person. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any chin danglies. Yeah, but the more yes. scales you get, the more you think the scales are hot. So that's true. But that is true. So he's not going to be attracting any scaly ladies or or lads. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about, Tarman, who is probably going to be my MVP for the section, just because he's a big, ugly boat with big cartoon eyes. With half big tar, ambitions. Half, man. half tar, half man. And <laughs> also the woman. whole time I was like thinking of like I was trying to figure out how to like rewrite the the Wellerman song so that it was about <laughs> Tarman. But the only thing Ooh. I could come up with was whatever they just say Wellerman, you just replace it with Tarman and then nothing rhymes anymore. So I've done a little something in my chapter for you. Oh, oh good. If you like I can't it. wait. I just think of Day Man, but Tarman. Oh, conqueror of mud. <laughs> I already need another drink. <laughs> Jenny, did you draw this? I did. Isn't it beautiful? It's okay. my masterpiece. I'm posting it. I'm posting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what are you looking at? It's the text, text chat. chat. <laughs> Too. Can I cosplay that? <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Making his way downtown, floating fast. <laughs> Off to steal your girl. <laughs> Tell Joey that that's the main character of these books. <laughs> Swarge is in the Navy and probably will be for life. <laughs> oh, man. This is the best thing ever. We make this fandom better, you guys. We make it so much better. I don't know why he this doesn't like to the be boats. Shirt. Really Everyone's out. so serious all the time. <laughs> it's posted holy shit it's good <laughs> oh, stop laughing <laughs> can you change this to our new logo <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just post it on the, the Instagram I did oh, <laughs> did you already Alyssa's already commented on it Oh, I'm 
sweating. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to share it. Now they're gonna think that when you said I was killing it with the art in the intro that this is <laughs> <laughs> This is killing it, Jenny. This is it. This is the culmination of all of your genius. I don't remember any of what I wrote, so we'll see how badly I stumble through this. Chapter two, the hatch. Um, I also feel like I may have forgotten how to recap chapters, so this is just going to be, you know, wild, wild west over here. Uh, the chapter <laughs> opens up to Thamara, an 11-year-old girl who is hella hyped that her dad, Jarep, invited her to journey from Treyhog to Kasserik to watch the hatching of the dragon eggs. And what Thamara doesn't realize yet is it's basically going to be like if Ian Malcolm, Ellie Stetler, and Alan Grant go to Jurassic Park, but all the dinosaurs turn out to just be duds and everyone is like, this place is dumb. And then they don't have amazing buffets of jello and cake because everyone is too sad to eat. But anyways, so <laughs> Thamara is straight out the gates a badass. I love her. She's great. She has awesome black claws instead of stupid, worthless human nails. And I mean, honestly, we're all just using acrylics to make our, you know, nails look like claws anyways. So she's winning. And needless to say, this girl can hang in a tree like a flirting iguana. And so she's hanging as low as she can to get a good look at a, at a hatchling. And across the way, all the important people are on a stage. And, you know, Selden is there. And she really likes Selden a whole lot. And they're on a dais and they have like a band and everybody's like really hype and they got speeches. But yeah, that's not going to happen. The sun comes out and the eggs start to melt and hatch. And what we see is an island of misfit dragons. Some are too mouthwormed to live more than a few moments. Others seem to be okay-ish. And Thamara watches a dragon hatching directly below her. And to her excitement, she can actually hear it speak and it goes, outside! And, you know, that's cool. Um, but then Tintaglia swoops in and she, she's dropping some deer and she's also kind of like the crane in Jurassic Park when it drops down the little goat. Tangly is just like, she's just flopping down meat left and right for all these dragons to eat. But you know, dragons are starting to emerge and they're all starving and they just don't look right. And Thamara and her father witness a new hatchling and it's especially off and it has little nubs for hind legs and it's got like translucent skin and you can see his organs through it and he's got this neck that can barely hold up its head and it stumbles Gross. and lands on its wing and it breaks it and Thamara is just overcome by the pain she can feel from the little dragon even though he only let out like a little squeal when it happened and it's just really fucking sad and pathetic and her father decides that he's got to help this poor little creature he's got to get out there and help it but as he's approaching it Thamara realizes it's actually too late and the dragon has died but meantime lots of other Gimpy dragons have hatched and they're all starving and eating their cocoons and unhatched cocoons and their dead brethren and and maybe her dad. And as he's approaching the dead dragon, Thamara realizes the velociraptors are closing in on her father. And she yells to him to get the fuck out. And while also she's able to tell the dad, because she can dragon speak, that her dad is not food, she just goes, not meat! Which I think is hilarious and it actually works. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Jareb gets out just in time and he scrambles back up his tree with all his little bits and pieces and um, as Thamar and her dad are kind of speculating on why all the dragons came out so malformed, Jarep's BBS, his best boyfriend, head asshole in charge, Rogan, drops down from a higher limb. And he tells Jarep that everyone thinks the dragons are underdeveloped due to lack of time in their cocoons and lack of dragon spit when they were making their cocoons. Um, and Rogan and Jarep kind of begin to talk about how the dragons won't be able to hunt for themselves. And so he's got a genius idea that the two of them, because they're skilled hunters, they're going to just buddy up and they're going to make all the money by doing all the hunting for these dragons because Tintaglia can't feed them all and they're not going to be able to hunt for themselves. And it's just the best idea ever to him. Um, but 
he kind of goes on to say, like, it's either we feed them or they kill us or they're just shit out of luck and die. And he thinks that, you know, if the dragons turn on us, that's kind of the worst case scenario. But Thamara points out that it's already the responsibility of the humans to, ca- to take care of the dragons and that they made a bargain with Lady T and she fends off the Chalcedians and they take care of the dragon babies. And it's kind of their continued responsibility, even though, you know, we thought that they were going to be able to hunt for themselves, but now they can't. So it's still our job. And Rogan doesn't think much of women with long nails, and he just totally ignores her. The jerk backs her up, and that pisses Rogan off. And the two men argue about what the bargain was between the humans and Tataglia, and what is the human's ethical duty to uphold. And Rogan tells Jerp that he just has too much of a heart, and he gives too many chances when he shouldn't, just like he gave a chance to his perfectly delightful daughter. And Jerp says that he has no regrets about keeping his daughter. And the whole thing is just really painful to listen to, because, you know, Thamara's hearing the whole thing. So the humans and Lady T continue to feed the d- dragons that are down on the ground. And, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's very good odds and like half of them have already died. And it's just a mess. So next up, we switch to the point of view of a charming little blue dragon who's just hatched, who doesn't want to be blue, but she's going to deal with it because, you know, she's she's a grown up. <laughs> and she's cute and she's strong willed. And she's like, whatever, I'll deal with this. I'm the best dragon there ever was. I'm going to pick out a name for myself. And then she's like. Sinatra? Did I write that right? I don't think that's what her name is. Sintara? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's her name. <laughs> She's blue. Sintara. Sintara. Old blue eyes. Only Sinatra. call her Sinatra now. <laughs> Sinatra. Yeah, we're calling her Sinatra. Sorry. So Listen, she like she toots out Sintara. That's my name. Um. But it's really sad because she's excited to be alive and she's kind of okay with being blue, but she immediately starts out her life with inner conflict when she discovers that she's actually malformed. And one of her back legs is kind of weak and she's basically like Nemo. She's got like one wing that's too small to do anything. And she's like, fuck me. I'm never going to be able to fly. She's like, I thought I was a total badass, but look at my body. And she's comparing herself to the bodies of the other dragons that just hatched. And I'm like, damn, it's not just what being a girl is. And, um, so, you know, day one, she's already dealing with the ideas of self-worth and where she's going to fit in as a dragon and she's gimpy and I really wish her the best because what a harsh start. And there's a red dragon who's strong and seems to be okay. And he announces that his name is Ranunculus, I want to say, or Ranulus. (laughs) Apparently I didn't type any of the fucking right names in this doc, so whatever. Sinatra and Ridiculous are their new names. (laughs) (laughs) And just like TBD on whether he turns out to be a toxic male. He seems like he could be. Um, so the chapter closes with day one of the greening moon, the seventh year of Costco, year one of the independent alliance. Eric writes to Detosis. Detosis? Eric writes to Detosis? No. I don't think there's a Detosis? <laughs> Why did I write plural and name correctly? What is wrong with me? just illiterate today. It's fine. <laughs> Um, asking for him to release a flock of 25 birds because USPS is experiencing higher volume for the hatching and they need more characters. <laughs> uh, so, sad, malformed sad. dragons. So sad. Now it's... I really need to know where's Vulcan. Like, where, where's my friends? So do we think do we think that that Sintara is is uh, uh, what's her name Sisarqua? That's what I thought. Yes. I think so. I'm gonna assume. Yeah. I don't understand why their names change when they become dragons. It's like communion or um, <laughs> confirmation. Well, was, what's the one? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think become a nun. A confirmation. Yeah. Gets you change. But I mean, the it was implied that there was a name change, but I don't. I guess we don't know if it's Sasarqua, but it makes sense. We already got her it, point it, of view. I mean, yeah. I felt like it was implied, if not, like, it, yeah, implied. I want to feel like I suffered through the puking of the mud <laughs> <laughs> for, like, a payoff. So, Yeah. What do we feel? So we know from the from the live ship traders that the rain wilds touched people have they have kind of like a caste system of like lightly touched people and like okayly touched people and then like people who are touched too much that are born with tails and too many scales and shit they get like killed as children. Obviously, Taimara is not one of those people because she lived, but she is still heavily touched. Do you? Do we it makes feel me like... think about that child in the uh, short story that yes. got carried off before she saw that child. Yeah. That child was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, it just had a tail or something. It's kind of like remember when Daenerys is it Daenerys? Which yeah. one of does she have a does she have a baby with wings or something? Yes. Yeah. But there's dies. also Rhaenyra, right? The and so Rhaenyra. Yeah. So it's like again, same planet. These are just <laughs> these are just you know the Valyrians, the people with uh, Targaryen. The the Valyrians were the elderlings, is what we're saying. Mm. Is there any difference between the like cursed chores touched and the dragon touched people? Well, I feel like yes, because there is a there is a difference between elderlings and rain wilds. Just like there's just kind of like. There is the, life, the lifespan difference. Yes, and also apparently less pretty, maybe, or... I don't know. Selden is not described in any <laughs> sort of attractive way. What if you're a dragon? To you. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, Rain and Malta are only attractive to each other. Everybody else is like, what's that weird red thing And birds. I mean, birds. I'm going to call it now. Selden and Thamara are going to love each other. I think he's totally, totally going to be down with her claw appendages and... <laughs> She's <laughs> he's down to claw. She's already smitten with him. She thinks he's just an absolute dream, so I feel like it has to do with the fact that like they're just being affected by like the remnants of dragons and elderlings and not actual dragons. What are the advantages to do would you rather have Tintaglia <laughs> design you or the woods? The woods. The woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically me like, do you, have, do you have scales and, like, I don't know, ice, like, vertical um, pupils in your eyes? Or do you have, like, chin wobblies and, like, frog skin? I, I don't know. It's just, it, you're right. I keep asking myself this all the time. Of like, what is the freaking difference between just being regularly touched by this radiation of like skill magic and dragony crap versus <laughs> whatever makes you an elderly i mean if you just ran like what if you randomly grew a long neck but no dragon had <laughs> like are you an elderling then like you're a long neck from it's, the land before you're time. a long neck i mean it <laughs> sounds like they're essentially the same like the quality life is 
pretty good the for same. both. It, the difference is like one lives like four hundred years and the other lives like forty. Is it whether or not is it whether or not you get like a weird orgasm button on your forehead? What? No. Or, I mean that does offer perks. You know? It's like uh, one is not jiving with the body and the other is. Tell me what's happening to Selden is jiving with his body. He looks like a Gian he, not a Gianosin. He looks like uh what are the people that do the clones with the long neck and the tiny Oh yeah, head? that's yeah. what I pictured. Yep. <laughs> They talk really slow. Those guys, you know what I'm saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Andy Circus will play Selden as a CG character. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. And I, I worry, I worry for Thymara because I don't want, because she's 11 and already so changed. Are we going to like, like, are we going to be subjected to changes in her that make her life very difficult i don't want to no because she was born this way like i think that was that was totally like the the conversation they had she was one of the children that the midwife was like "Eh, this one's too fucked up like we're taking it away it's a monster yeah but will Um, she get worse dad was like i want to see what that what that little baby was because it didn't look that fucked up to me and so yeah like there he, he there would have been a discussion if she'd gotten worse but like clearly she just has like extra long feet and like claws so yeah but now she's gonna be around dragons so she might get worse yeah or well, better who knows yeah yeah we'll see we'll see those midwives the midwife didn't even like he she just put her in a tree that's <laughs> like... <laughs> where she belongs clearly you think I wonder if the the difference really they're exactly probably the same except if a dragon has touched you they like you and so maybe they rearrange your uh, your organs or whatever like Fitz has to heal himself. Mm. You better get powers. That's what I mean. Like, okay, you might get like physical changes, but. Being an elderly has to mean more than just like your physical changes are on the whole better managed. Like you got to get some kind of power. There has to be something I mean, with the skill. I'm sure Galadriel they get some psychic. level of enlightenment esque situation. They get the ability to make flame jewels and then multiply them. <laughs> yeah, they get knowledge. And they get to be. They get to feel they superior get because, I mean. Well, Can they, they go down to the elderling cities and not drown in memories? Can they just Bing like town, gather it all salary. up? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like there might be there might need to be an uprising between the haves and the have-nots because they all seem the same to me. Uh, what do you think about the uh, million-dollar idea for a business? I think Rogan. I think the fact that they were like, well, there's not much to hunt anyway, so this isn't going to go well. Is probably already. I mean, it's going to fail. It it sounds like it sounds like the deer are really, really far away, like too far away to make it worth it. And the Tagli is just like zooming over there in thirty seconds to grab one of these deer. Yeah, but she's going to leave them to go like get her. That's true. Yeah. I guess we do what know the future. What if you become like a cockroach farmer? Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will they just eat the lizards? They could hunt lizards. They've got pigeons. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a little squab? 
<laughs> Leave my squab alone. They're important. Some bacon wrapped squab. <laughs> oh, no. That would require pigs. Well, didn't Tintaglia drop a pig? I thought that was like the weird thing with like the the coarse fur and the cloven hoof and like all the yeah. fat on it. I was like, that's that a was. fucking feral hog. Like hey, bowl. Texas, could you just tell me if you've got a problem with that? There's tofu. <laughs> yeah, no pigs are harmed. It was a big, <laughs> big horned tofu. Yeah, yeah, Alyssa, did you really enjoy <laughs> reading all these graphic eating scenes? I'm sure it was great. It's all beyond me. It's impossible burden. <laughs> Oh, that'd be right. good. Just like mash up all the like vegetables and the trees and stuff, and be like, "Here, I got you a veggie burger." Yeah, this is soybeans. They'd be doing better as long necks. Okay, we have to continue. <laughs> so, Jenny, please take us into chapter three. Uh, chapter three is called an advantageous offer. Uh, so here we meet Elise, who is sketching, and since all I do is draw all day, I can relate. Although I'm not a fan of charcoal, but they haven't found the secret iPad room in the Elderling cities yet, so I'll forgive her. <laughs> um, so her mother shows up to tell her to come down and greet her suitor, because apparently her parents are desperate to marry her off, and she's finally found some unexpected success on OKTrader.com. Uh <laughs> Hestvinbach is apparently Bingtown's most eligible bachelor, and her mother is thrilled that he asked her to dance a couple months ago, and now just keeps showing up at their house to court her. Uh, Elise is less than thrilled because he wants to take her to prom, and all she wants to do is go watch Dragons Hatch, and well, considering the last chapter, maybe the prom is a better idea, but she had tickets! And well, those of us living through a pandemic for the last year have had every event cancelled, so get over it. Um, anyway, she's also concerned because she has no idea what Hess could possibly want in her because she's already given up her childish romantic fantasies and resigned herself to a life of spinstership considering she's a middle daughter into crazy things like reading and gasp has freckles, which, okay, red has with freckles are great, so whatever. Um, she takes her time but eventually goes down to meet him, finding that her mother has served them mint tea because apparently she's just hoping they'll make out or something, which is weird. (laughs) so weird. (laughs) Hest is on a mission to find out why she always seems less than thrilled with their courtship, and after correcting his limited dragon knowledge, they hatch from cocoons, not eggs, get it right, she spills out all of her concerns as listed above. Uh, It's not going well, but he makes some apologies for getting this all wrong and pulls out a gift in the form of an elderling scroll found at Kasserik, the new elderling city, and uh, proposes marriage because some gifts are too valuable to be given without strings. Uh, anyway, it's more business arrangement than marriage proposal, and at this point I was totally respecting this because it sounds like a great deal, you know, I'll do my thing, you do yours, will I finance it, and we'll stop our annoying parents from nagging us about dating and settling down. Um, so, she accepts probably too quickly, but again, I mean, it sounds like a good deal. So, uh, then we meet their, uh, mutual, uh, friend, Cedric, who now, <laughs> works for Hest and, uh, we find out he's the one who suggested that has court Elise while they were drunk one night, and now he's kind of regretting it after hearing news of proposal accepted. He never thought Hess would actually propose, despite practically playing Cyrano for him and telling him what gifts to buy her and the like. Uh, he feels bad because Elise is a nice person and she was always friendly to him, and she doesn't deserve this whole marriage of convenience thing she's getting herself into. So anyway, Cedric and Hest are clearly like a thing, and I would feel way more sympathy for Hest if, in all of this if he, if he wasn't such a jerk about it all on the ride home and well the next chapter and what I hear about the chapter after that. So I feel like Cedric <laughs> deserves better, and clearly so does Elise. 
So then we get to our extremely slow Twitter DMs section where Detozi is clearly pissed that Eric has not gotten back to him and he really needs to know uh, what advice the Bingtown Traders Council has for the Brainwild Council about the care of the young dragons. And like, why would they actually know? I'm confused. Oh, they just want more money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel, yeah, I feel like poor Elise has never heard of homosexuality. <laughs> just, I just, it sucks because, like, I feel like she's probably, like, extremely, like, very normal looking. And she's like, I'm a genius. Yeah. No man would ever love me. I'm old. I'm, I'm 16. I'm so old. And <laughs> she's like 21 and has red hair and freckles. I see nothing yeah. wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> People would buy her on the market real quick. That that was her reasoning for being ugly was the freckles. Yeah. The freckles. Because it's not just a light dusting. She's got freckles all yeah. over. And the lemon like, juice would okay. not make them fade in the sun. No, oh, girl, you don't do need shit. to acid peel your freckles off. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, we're talking like beautiful auburn hair. I know. I was no, like, I want that hair. Sounds like fucking Ariel. And she's like, ew, I'm hideous. I'm so hideous. No man will ever love me. My mother keeps putting powder on my face. See, uh, <laughs> I didn't get the vibes that Cedric and home slice were an item i thought that cedric liked elise oh i thought that for about two seconds that i was like no what i was getting but i don't know if that's like the straight coding in my right upbringing or not i mean it it feels like it go either way but like definitely the next chapter just his sister's reaction to things i was like yes this is a thing yeah, I, I I felt like it could kind of go either way too, um, and just maybe be he did. But... It was really the like I'll just pretend she's you, or like I could even pretend she's you in the dark thing that I was like, yeah, yeah, That's what's were, making were me think you're right, thing? Jenny. Like, were they a thing, or was it just that like that's you know Hess's thing, and his best friend knows it? You know, like I that that was the thing. It's like I. I it was obvious that he was like, I need a beard, and like she has no expectations and no other offers. So well, but I also feel great. like Cedric has no but... reason to like, like he thinks he's a jerk, but he's also like that. I love him, so I'm going to like totally stay here and work with him, work for him and all this. Stuff. I just don't. What I don't get is like, why not at least pick a girl that gets you like lots of money and? I know he's so like, ugh, this house it's so far away and like it's terrible and well, he ugly. Didn't, he didn't need money. He needed a yeah. woman who wasn't going to complain. And yeah, exactly. And who wasn't going to expect anything better of him. Yeah. Like who he's like independent the, the with low expectations. Apparently, that would only want gonna... sex with him once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've Until had exactly two children, born. and we've had sex exactly Sign me twice. Up. Actually, I don't want any of that, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I do, I am very concerned about the, I mean, I understand that their lifespans are not as long, but I am very concerned, again, we're dealing with, I mean, she's 21, which is great. I'm ecstatic about that. Exactly. She's not but, 13. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, why are all these people babies? <laughs> You know, it's just that's 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 also fantasy in general. You know, your main. Character. I mean, the they're fact always... that they're in their twenties is like a step up. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are basically contemporaries of. I mean, maybe Fitz is a little bit older. I guess. Yeah, this is year one. Not of... not like mentally, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is year one of the Traitor's Alliance, which means this is before. Elsie is like 19. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say Brashen, this is. And Brashen's 23. <laughs> and, and this is before uh, um, Fitz, like, does his walkabout and, like, comes to visit Bingtown. Wow. Okay. It's really cool to put that in context because I missed all this starting here. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm not 100% certain, actually. So I'm that like, puts, thinking about this for so the first time. So that puts Fitz about the same age then, because he was like, like 20 well, at if... the end of at the end of the first trilogy. Well, no, but... it can't. It actually can't be because because Selden meets him in the second trilogy. Oh, that is weird. So, so this is contemporaneous with with the last trilogy. This I think is it's right. At the same yeah, time. this is right before the last trilogy. Yeah. Oh. Because, okay. yeah, I think because Selden is a, yeah, because Selden is our key, even though we have no idea how old Selden is. We know how old yeah, but, but we Selden know looks. The, but we know that, like. We know the dragons have hatched and they're, they're. And Tintaglia leaves. So, like, yeah. that's Tintaglia all during leaves. the. Are you saying the, you're saying the last trilogy that we just read, not the last trilogy? Got it. Right. Because, <laughs> I was like, how yes, does that make I'm sense? I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Because Tintaglia has traders a mate now. Fitz trilogy. Right. But not right now. Don't Time goes by. No, no, right? Not, this <laughs> is... It. Time does go by. Oh, so this God. is... So well, yeah, because they jump in the in the, the bird when the Right. So, sorry. I'm so sorry. So when the serpents hatch into these, into these guys, into this cohort... Tintaglia does not yet have a mate. Right. No. She is so at this point she's just a Fitz, stressed out single mother. Right. And at this point that <laughs> means that Fitz is still in the woods. Yeah, right. he's, he's been in the woods in the for like 8 years or so. With hat. <laughs> so yes. he's like, you know, 30 something. Yeah, he's like 30 something. So he has been to early town. Because he went to Bingtown before the Chelsideans right. attacked. Because Chelsideans, yes. yes, okay. So he has been. He's gone back. He's like, I don't like it here. He went back. He's living in the woods with Hap. Well, and... my question is, was he in Bingtown before Amber? Then, no, I think he was. A, I think he was there contemporaneous with her. Because where did she go immediately after? There was like a whole like t- like what like 15 year period we can round it to 15 years but yeah but she wasn't and... she wasn't in bingtown for 15 years well what was she doing she traveled she's worldly stuff pot girl shit <laughs> she can't talk right now she had to perfect her new persona she was saving up for her shop buying you know <laughs> look i just really like the idea shopping, of fits okay? Fitz walking, walking by, by Amber's shop. Yes. Yeah, I just really like it. Okay, I want it to happen. Fine. I well, let's go with it. <laughs> Not to derail us and make us talk about Fitz, but I, I had a need. Right. I had a need to figure out what the fuck time it was. Stop so living we, in we the are past. Clear. No, I think it's cool. This is a new series. It's clear now. So we have Elise, who is our bookworm, who is very much like uh, you guys read. Well, I know Jenny does. Redhead <laughs> bookworm. Yes, she's very shallow. Yeah. Shallon, yes. <laughs> With yes. less multiple personality disorder as of yeah. the moment. <laughs> so very but I like I like this uh this idea that and also redheads in anime are always like the main characters. So I feel like Elise is <laughs> she's primed to be our, our MC for this trilogy. <laughs> um, well she's definitely and... like dying for an adventure. 
for sure and not getting it because she's about to get married to some guy who's not doesn't seem so interested in her <laughs> so yeah. well but he's prom that he's literally promising her you can go have adventures because i'm not going to give you anything else <laughs> so does it feels kind of like the setup for a romance novel and i know this isn't a romance novel but it this is like a perfect setup for one well she thinks no, so it's like, 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 either way. definitely been reading regency romance novels yeah. with the whole oh i'm 21 and i've had three seasons and no one offered for me and there's like mm -hmm. three you know years worth of debutantes behind me now i'm done for i'm an old yep. maid i was like yeah, yeah. i think That's before the before the last section of the chapter i was like totally with it and i was like oh like this could go well and then i was like oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> this is Robin. I'm reading Robin Hobb. What am I thinking? <laughs> this is Gaston I... with like slightly better manners. <laughs> as soon as she said she held up her hand for the deal and she's like, I then, thought he was going to kiss it, it, but he shook it and she was disappointed. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, see, when, I said, I was, very when romantic I said I was going to do this chapter, I hadn't gotten to the sh handshake part. I had just gotten to the proposal part. And then I was like, so I was like, oh, this is going. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> make your bets make your bets make your bets put down your chips she will she marry a dragon who knows Next <laughs> oh, no, but she's supposed to squirt out an air so she needs to get that shit taken care of oh, God. ew what do we feel about cedric every single time i read him i go that's not selden <laughs> <laughs> they could have just slapped a C on it. <laughs> Cedric. Right? Like, and then it would be Cedric Diggory. They, like Aww. Robin Hood. Oh, are we going to say Cedric or Cedric? Maybe that would help me Cedric. if I decided to call him I'm not calling him Cedric. I'm Cedric, not. though. Uh, the audiobook says Cedric. So all probably... right. Well, then I'm just going to, I'm probably going to do the thing where I mix up names all the time. I mix up names that don't even sound alike, so this is I mean, hard. I didn't get a single name right in my entire recap, so, <laughs> so what you want. I'll put Brashen in where he don't belong. Brash. <laughs> this is Brash. Good time. <laughs> One man will never, will never get wrong. But his leg. Grag. Grag. <laughs> Where's that family? Do they show up? Isn't, aren't they all redheads? <laughs> I just want to know if his if his courtship with the, the three shifts girl or whatever the fuck she was is going well. Like Kel right? Kelpie or Kel Kelpie or whatever her name was. Oh, the, the three ships girl was a redhead. Maybe that's yeah. why they don't like redheads. <laughs> They're not, wow. the rich people aren't red. <laughs> the rich people aren't red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, do we have anything else to say about Detozi and Eric and their continued uh, DM love affair over pigeons? <laughs> I hope they get to meet someday. Um, yes. What are the genders of these characters? I'm going to say they're I, men. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I assumed they were both male, but... Right, I but now we know we're wrong, so... <laughs> no, I was just curious. I'm just curious as to what you all think, because I was under a certain perception in the beginning as well. Well, Eric uh, Actually, like I think name. we're all on the same perception, and now we're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I was assuming they were both male. Uh, I'm definitely still assuming Eric is male, but now I'm wondering. I don't know. 
um, gender isn't real, so you're all wrong. You're all. They don't even know. I'm sure they don't even know. All is fair in love and pigeons. Just pigeons. They're both pigeons. The whole that's the that's the scoop. That's the dream. Just pigeons writing to each other. Just pigeons. This book is dedicated to pigeons. Anything is possible. What happens when a pigeon is touched by a dragon? What happens? It, it becomes another dragon, like a checkers. It board. grows a tail. It, it develops. It develops the sentient ability to write letters to other pigeons. Exactly. <laughs> it unionizes. <laughs> it, it it lives for ten times the normal span of pigeons, aka like okay. what ten years. <laughs> How long do pigeons? Half the life of a rainwilder. So know how long a pigeon was. I mean, some birds, some birds can can go for the long haul, but I don't know if a pigeon is one of them. That's quitter's language. <laughs> Are we talking a rural <laughs> pigeon or a city pigeon? <laughs> In the wild, a pigeon's average lifespan is six years. But as a pet, it could live for fifteen years. Oh wow. Fuck. Homing pigeons weren't homing pigeons like a whole different yeah, genre ex- of pigeon. Well, they let's, expired. Let's... That's not the word. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> uh, the internet is telling me the same statistics for a homing pigeon. Oh, okay. I like so, that our podcast. Oh, always actually, if it was a... up random facts about animals, <laughs> it, it says it could live up to twenty years in prime conditions, though. So, and how many? Ooh. And how many centimeters long are they, Ashley? Because that's going to come up. Oh gosh, centimeters. <laughs> how big is a pigeon? I would say, like, like, how big is a pigeon? What do you? How, There's a pigeon like seen a fucking pigeon. What are you talking about? It <laughs> it's lap size. <laughs> It's bigger than my cat. That's a rock dove can uh, fly up to ninety-three miles per hour. Did you remember? Shit. Do you remember the uh, the news right? that that I, pigeon I that like made it all the way to Australia fast. and then they were just going to murder it for being yeah. an immigrant? You guys, Those I'm cowards. just going to put it out there. There are a lot of different varietals of pigeons, and some of them are gorge. There is one oh, called They're the Ukrainian Skycutter, and I am here for it. Also, the Lucerne Gold Collar. She's a beaut. Well, you know, Ashley, you have room. You could do this. I love birds. A or a dog. And I have a yard where I could do an entire enclosure for them. I would like to do that with finches because I'm really a finch girl at heart. Mm. I used to have... Um... Yeah, but if you have pigeons and I have pigeons, we can send pigeons to each other. <gasps> I might could train my finches, though. My other ones were real cute. Your finch are going to get eaten by a sky. I had a whole zebra finch family. I had a boy and a girl, Mr. Twitters and his lady friend Penelope, and they had four babies. I had a whole family. And then they died. Let's not talk about it. Some of them were murdered. Oh, no. By the pet sprayers that used to visit the... This is another reason to own people, so you don't have to deal with other people's poor decisions. I told them specifically not to spray inside because their stupid fucking spray would murder my birds. And did they listen? No. And then they told me... We didn't spray inside. And I'm like, well, how come two of my fucking birds are legs up dead in their cage? Yeah. Sad. Murder. I'm so sorry. Well, uh, bring us to chapter four, Alyssa. Let's just... Uh... Yeah, what an uptick from this yeah. conversation. Um, chapter four is called Vows. And I know we didn't do this at the beginning, but I wanted to put a content warning on this chapter because it is, it is assault. 
and but I'm not going to talk about it at the same time. So is it a content warning? <laughs> it's Weddings Day in Trainersville, and you know what that means. Local romantic and modern woman Elise is excited. She's giddy. She's been diagnosed with the midnight vapors. Hashtag horny. And she logged on to her doom scroll website, took the quiz, and wow, Hess love language must be gifts. Captain Leftrin, meanwhile, wants the Tillerman Swarge to sign on to his floaty boaty, the Tarman. <laughs> the contract is for life, and it reads, Soon may the Tillerman come to steer the Tarman in sea and scum. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can see why Swarge is a little apprehensive, because there's no pension mentioned at all. <laughs> Swarge also wants to get married, and Leftrin is pissed, because what the fuck, you're supposed to devote your life to your job, and then die, ideally also on the job. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of the land of paperwork, <laughs> Elise is getting ready to have the courthouse wedding of her dreams. Hest is late, and she is bored, and it is during this chapter that my favorite line in all of period drama is said, quote, Would you like to take a turn about the room? finally rolls in and takes Elise's hand, smiles at her father, and says, quote, I believe this is mine now. What bad jail. <laughs> Big town marriage tradition is apparently to slowly side waddle down a long buffet table, reading and signing contract clauses. Like, but what if what do they do if the contract is extra long? Do they have to build a longer buffet table? They put a leaf in. <laughs> Yeah, they're just how many leaves, though, if someone's, like, extra picky and they just keep, like, does it go outside? <laughs> um, Elise, because she's smart, <laughs> included a clause that she's going to be able to go to the Rainwilds to keep studying dragons and is so thankful to Tears how kind of this man who owns her now to allow her to go on vacation <laughs> to slightly more acidic Florida. Quote, she vowed to be worthy of his generosity. I'm going to hork up glass reading that. <laughs> Finally, they've eaten their fill of contract paper, and the table is over. It's kiss time. Elise is romantically <laughs> does absolutely nothing. And she waits for Hess to kiss her, and she closes her eyes and doesn't lean in, and he just kind of feather dusts it. And I like to imagine that Elise had so much powder on her face thanks to her mom that even the little brush of, like, the skin off of his lower lip made it poof into the air like a star <laughs> The cloud of powder transitions the scene to the hazy lamplight of the galley where we left Leftrin and Swarge. Turns out Swarge's lady love, Bellin, is a Pullman, and Swarge had received an offer from the boat that she works on to be the Tillerman over there, so they can be real married and also boat married. <laughs> uh, Leftrin's blood sinks to his ass. He says that he doesn't even need to meet her, but Swarge, he makes Swarge the same offer. He and Bellin can come aboard the Tarman for life, too, and it's Swarge's turn on the buffet table of love, and he sails away. <laughs> <laughs> Elise and co. go back to wedding dinner at the Kincaron residence. Elise spends most of her time staring and analyzing Hess's various hairs and sometimes his lips. Would the dinner never end, she thinks. Will these people never leave? Unfortunately, yes. 
The bachelor party continues in the study, and the bachelorette club goes up to the bedroom for Tiny Bows and Ribbons party. <laughs> she checks in with her bud Sophie, who is Cedric's sister, and Sophie asks if everything is chill here, and Elise says she's truly happy to share their house with Seti, and everything is dope. Sophie leaves, and Elise waits. And waits. And we, as readers, do our job and read the heavy-handed line, quote, A lonely nightbird called and received no response. <laughs> Elise feels stupid. She takes off her makeup and she sits by the fire to watch it die. Eventually, Hest shows up drunk. It's real awkward. Things turn from disappointing to sour and bad. Hest leaves and Elise has a panic attack. The next morning is breakfast and pretty dresses and a new library are all supposed to make it better. Elise goes through the extremely unhealthy and healthy decision of pretending everything is fine. Ugh. Finally, it's bird time and we have a whopper. Five whole letters here. The first letter is to Eric from Detozi, and this official business is to ask, hey, is Tentaglia at your place? Or... <laughs> And the bird business is condolences for the loss of Eric's fiance. The second letter, almost a month later, is the reply. Official business requesting the receipts from all that dragon care at Treyhog and no further funds from Bingtown without him. The bird business is little pigeons being born with curled feet and they need their dried peas. <laughs> <laughs> The reply is, yeah, we kept the receipts. And the bird business is about employing Detozi's nephew as an intern at Bird World Bingtown. In the reply to this, we also learn that there are travel document forgeries for Rain Wild River Travel, that Detozi's nephew is pulling a hap at work. <laughs> and in the last letter, we learn that there's been storms on the river and that this particular pigeon is named Kidda, and that's good. Sorry, Kay. Looks like you need a roost. XOXO, <laughs> Gossip Bird. Perfection. Oh, that's all I care about. It's all I care about are the, these these two bird keepers and their bird business. And the dates. Like, let's not forget the dates. Yeah, it, it goes from like basically what with one thing and another four years past. Yeah. <laughs> it goes crazy. So, as I was reading this whole. I guess these two chapters about Elise and this guy who doesn't love her and thinks that she's ugly. Like, I'm not even kidding you for the last 24 hours straight. I've just had one song stuck in my head and it's, I just keep singing to myself. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. If you want my personal point of view, get I'll add it to the playlist. Marry you. <laughs> wait, wait, didn't somebody like literally give him that advice? <laughs> Or like say that they'd been given that advice. Like I think we can blame somewhere. Cedric for like that. I mean, yes, yeah. the song exists and then Cedric for a reason. Feels guilt. Cedric must have heard the song. It's <laughs> playing in the rain wilds. He could hear it. Can you imagine if that's it's like all they have left? The... Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I. I guess because I, I am a little immune to this plot line because I've read so many Regency like romances where I'm like, yeah, you marry a piece of shit guy who doesn't give a crap about you and you like go on with your life and like you have a mm -hmm. secondary, you know, B plot. That's yep. the point. <laughs> like 
fuck off, Hest. Stop taking up paper. Go away. It's just the yeah. fact well, that I... he showed up like blitzed out drunk to me. That's like the like whatever their bargain was. She knew she was gonna have to produce an heir. Like she knew sexual relations were gonna happen. So in at least that like minimum basic regard of consent ish. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that he shows comes in like reeking of alcohol, I'm like, I'm surprised he could get even get it if he could even get it up because he's been drinking all night. Right. Well, that yeah. also kind of like seems to me like he doesn't want to be there just as much as she doesn't mm-hmm. really want to yeah. be there. Yeah. That that was how I read that that he like basically had to spend the night getting himself drunk to convince himself he could even like yeah. do it, and that that the whole like it's it's. It's almost the same. Yeah, it's almost like, the same. But if that's it's the case, he should have offered her different. a drink. She should have gotten. She he should right. like you want to get trashed no, together sure. and then bang this out instead of him being like hold up getting drunk and her being like dead ass sober. Well, right, because the the he the power structure here is so out of whack where it's like he literally yeah. owns her, right, and and she has nothing but these clauses that she was able to write into her contract that don't even have dates on them. It's just like someday before I die, please let me go on vacation. And Hess <laughs> gets to do whatever he fucking wants. So yeah, you're right. It would have been way better if they were like in it to win it and they were like, "Hey, you know, like maybe this isn't what we both wanted, but we're both here and this is and we don't we can't control it. So let's control the the situation we're in by at least being nice to each other." And instead, he doesn't really see her as a person. And yeah no that's that's you couldn't have said it better like he could have made her a partner and like let her in on it honest about the situation yeah yeah i've been like you know i don't want to do this but we have to produce an heir so let's just you know give this a try but what i appreciated about it is that she kept her sort of cool in the morning like she had her you know moment and she's like fuck i was you know, naive and stupid and let let myself have these dreams and I'm done with that now and I'm going to get mine. So she's like, I'm going to put on this pretty fucking dress and I'm going to pretend to everybody that I know that it's fine and I'm happy and then I'm going to like call those workmen and say, build my fucking library, bitches. And I'm going to call on every book dealer in town and be like, what's them Elderling Scrolls you got? Because they're mine now. Yeah. She's like, here's my my black MX card, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes exactly like she didn't just roll over and say my family thought i was worthless and so does this guy so i'm gonna be worthless she's like no he fucking he fucking bought me well he can fucking pay for it yeah like i'm getting well, mine that's the thing too is like that's what's so sad is like she started out in the situation like kind of like savvy where she's like something's up i'm not the catch like yeah you know and and then somehow she becomes like a victim of the wedding industrial complex and like <laughs> become you know and like starts right, believing in all the she bullshit. She was on the right page in the beginning, and then yeah. then afterwards, it's like no, girl, nothing changed. You just had to pick out flowers and a dress. Well, I think that what it shows no, what is it, that what that's it was, not the is it was his perfectly wants. selected gifts, and it's like, girl, anybody that can coordinate like outfits and jewelry that well, like uh, uh-uh, red flag. <laughs> but it, to me, it's, it means that like she she ultimately doesn't want. A marriage of convenience she doesn't want uh, an agreement she wants love and yeah. she let herself well she wanted to love but she also wants her independence and she was blinded by one and then realized that she doesn't get right. to have both right so we will we will see how that you know great start perfect it was reading it. that that whole like when she went up to her room and just her sitting in front of the fire it was fucking awful i just felt yeah. so awful 
Yeah, and it's just like, it's like you keep reading and you're like, I would like to not read anymore. I would like to not have yeah. to turn the page because you know what's ha- going to happen and it's just... And you know, when the real defeat sets in, that's when you take your makeup off and that's just the worst. Mm. Mm. Then she yeah. had to untie all those bows herself. Right. And also, Selden, 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 not Cedric, Cedric's Cedric sister, see, it's going to happen. Cedric's oh, yeah. sister is like, so you're okay with this? She's like, oh, yes. you're always able to make the best why of things. Would, why would, why would Sophie, her name's Sophie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Why would, it's just a well, weird Sophie comment. totally knows. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie totally knew. Yeah. Like, so, I, so that, that's what told, that was the moment where I was like, okay, him and the brother are a thing. Like, yeah, mm. it's not just that Hest is that way. It's like him and the brother. Oh yeah. Thing. Um, what else? Oh, uh, so Leftrin and his new, uh, his new Avengers kind of <laughs> Justice League <laughs> situation. I just why does he need? He, so now suddenly he only needs like half the crew he used to have, and if they don't agree, he's going to murder them. Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit unclear about what happened to the rest yeah, of the group. I I, well, he I, did I, say I thought he that as well. They started doing the wizard, but wood. I think he just I he think he say... just fired everybody before. Yeah, he did say he let go. he let people go before if like they could make the decision if they wanted to stay or not, and then. But yeah, if Swarge didn't agree, would he have killed? Him? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Because yeah, that's that a big was question. The, 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 the phrase it's like two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Like that's how it goes. Right. He's trying to keep this shit hush hush. Right. You know how on you know how on uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia when people go out on a boat, it's because of the implication. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that show. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think Lefteren, I think he was implying fairly heavily that if you don't agree, well... You ain't getting married. You're not getting married. Just get pushed into the acid water and that's that. It's weird. (laughs) But then, for this dude to sign away his lady's life, I'm just like, ugh, these men are all clowns. (laughs) <laughs> well, but, but but he was like, I'm going to give you your dearest dream because she always wanted to work on a live ship. So, That's true. Like, he's like the one dude that in. might actually have read it accurately. <laughs> still well, maybe they'd already talked about it. We don't know their life. Maybe they'd already had the conversation of like, do you think there's any chance that like I could come on Tarman? Because yeah. that would he's be like, fucking so dope. So you're you cool know? if I sign us away as basically slaves to a live ship? You're cool with that being the way that you work on one? Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, gonna, like their he's, pillow talk he's coming home from work what? one day and he's like, you know how you've always talked about wanting to go to Japan? Well, <laughs> guess what? Now I we're sold going our house life. and I bought a house in Japan. And Japan owns you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't ever leave Japan. And you might like it there, but you can never, ever leave. <laughs> But Leftrin's really, like, good-natured about it. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, I can work with you. Yeah, I don't want to murder you. I want you to work forever until you're old. Look, I told y'all, this Leftrin dude. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be trusted. Piratical, I think, is the word. It's a good word for it. I mean, he is the captain of a live ship. I don't... These are not good people. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a dragon whispering in his ear. (laughs) Right? 
Well, it's this one's really just a plank of wood. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Googly eyes. Googly eyes. You established it. <laughs> Greatest piece of fan art in the world. <laughs> it was. It's so good. <laughs> That's basically what a barge is, right? Yeah. Rhymes with Sarge. Swarge? Swarge. Swarge is Swarge on the barge. I want to call him Sarge. There's a lot of S names. A lot of... It's just... No, I like the W. Swarge. Sinatra. It's like a cross between Swarthy and Barge. (laughs) The Swarthy man on the barge. Named Swarge. And his wife, who is apparently, like, solid, can work just as good as a man. <laughs> I'm like, is your wife a man? His wife is neck all the way down. <laughs> She's one of them sturdy women. Which is, is fine, but I'm like, why are we making such a big deal out of the fact that she can hold a pole? Like, she thinks because, okay. she, because she's not a whore. Like oh, right. that, that's what that's what they're really right. like going on about. She's not a whore. She's like she's a, a working she's woman. Too ugly. To she be a thin whore. with big titties because she ain't gonna fit in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this one's got muscles. <laughs> this one's big Barda. She thick. <laughs> All right, so we've got we've got. I don't know what what is this pigeon's name. Is this the first pigeon name we learn? Kitta? Uh, I believe so. Kitta, oh, yeah. yeah. Kitta the pigeon? Kitta. There's, there's another one that comes in later, but I won't spoil it. Yeah. Fucking no spoilers. Names. It's the top of your own notes. Um, okay, let's move into every episode prompts. Uh, it seems like we've got our cast of characters. So the first one is This Be My Crew, Character Introductions and Exits. Everyone. Hello. Oh, yeah. Everybody we talked about. Welcome Welcome to Tarman. I don't know if everyone can fit on his deck, but I'm imagining in my mind all of our characters taking a bow. It's the entire length of the Rainwild River. They just walk up and down it. It's like a sidewalk. It's just a sidewalk. It's a moving sidewalk. That's what the wizard wood, extra wizard wood does. It moves across the deck. That's good. I like that. It's good. It's like an airport. I miss those. Exactly. Uh, next, uh, next, we usually say X marks the spot. Where the heck are we? But we're kind of just in a swamp, and we're just going to be in a swamp. Um, so I am moving that we change this section to shady business adventures. Who is being shady? I second that motion. Leftrin literally has left in his name, and <laughs> everyone knows if you're left-handed, then the yeah. work of the devil right there. Oh. Well, he might be a serial killer, so... He may be a murderer. <laughs> I think he was doing Definitely everything in his power to not be a murderer, even though he decided... Well, every murderer tells themselves. But gosh. Are you a murderer? It was up to you. Are you, trying, you, are you a murderer you a sympathizer? What? <laughs> I said, that's what every murderer tells themselves. Are you a murderer or a murderer sympathizer? he gave them a choice i gave them options my question is why are these choices being made there's something something shady well we know he's doing something shady he fucking took wizard wood when it's illegal and he's trying to sell it on the black market like what i mean 
He doesn't want to get murdered by dragons. It's a serious concern. <laughs> yeah, everybody's in on it, and he's like, if you're for that in really on it, sick we'll spoiler, like dragons. you don't want to get murdered over a spoiler. That's a bad look. <laughs> Where did you get this new mask that you don't need? They just fall in a blood oath together. Maybe, maybe he'll save a little scrum in a wood though, and make himself a little creepy charm for her as an angel. Oh, we getting we do need a another talking necklace. I mean, why not? I think they, those are like like, the, a... like per ounce. Those are probably like the best, your best investment you can make with a wizard wood. He should make like a tiny <laughs> a tiny earring, and it's just yeah. really close to his ear and can always talk to him. Whispers in a tiny voice like it's ASMR, <laughs> <laughs> or a ring, you know, something that you can. Yeah, yeah, you can because you can bring the the ring away from your ear if you get tired of it. Yeah. Right, so you can sleep. <laughs> the earring is better because it's like you're just stuck. You're just stuck with it forever. It's if he wore it in his belly button, do you think he would shoot blanks? <laughs> <laughs> he make himself yeah. like a, an anklet, like a toe ring or something. Yeah. For Christmas this year, I'm making us all tiny little anklets with tiny little faces to talk to us. But since I'm not good at woodworking, it'll be made out of clay. Just eyes. Just eyes. I say, just put, just get little planks of wood and stick googly eyes on him. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I have some uh, little little tar man charms, cypress mulch out front. I'll just use that. <laughs> Next Can't up wait. is um, what a tangle. What are the serpents doing? But I crossed out serpents and wrote dragons because we're fucking done with serpents. What is Fuck a them. group of dragons called? I don't know. No clue. A stub. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me Google that. <laughs> A spa day. A group of dragons is called a, a flight of dragons, <laughs> a wear of dragons, a school of dragons, or a wing of dragons. See, these are all insensitive to our dragon flight. Shark. Yeah, it's insensitive to a dragon with one stumpy wing. <laughs> <laughs> a useless a dragon. Of dragons. Yeah, a malformation of dragons. <laughs> oh, <what's laughs> awful. A tired of dragons. <laughs> a mall walking, a mall walking exercise of dragons. I don't know what that. I feel like a weird of dragons is, you know, a shuffle of dragons. A, sh- <laughs> a stumble. Stumble. A stumble. A shamble. A shamble of dragons. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I right. vote We're for shamble. All right, shamble of dragons. <laughs> shamble of dragons. <laughs> Well, our dragon shamble. Per- what are the dragons doing? Love it. <laughs> what? What are the dragons doing? They are hungry and they're snarfing. Just <laughs> they're they're going. They're walking around in circles because <laughs> they don't have even limbs and they can't figure out how to go in a straight line. And they don't realize how pathetic they are. Some no, of them do. I feel like the really aware ones do, and the other ones. Sinatra was so disappointed crisis. when she found out. I felt so bad for her. Aww. I just, I really need to know if our serpents are okay. Did they come out like at all? Or are they dead? Maybe, maybe it's better if Malkin's dead. I don't know. I want to know, do they keep their color? Like, if you win in a red serpent, you are you a red dragon? I guess not, because Sinatra was pretty surprised when she was blue. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm shitty and blue? It's the most common yeah. color! This is bullshit! Common. Tintaglia was, was thrilled that she was her. blue. 
That's why, because Tinta is she, like her memories are like half Tintaglia spit. That's why she's blue. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. probably. True. Next, speaking of dragons, boats. Why are they great? <laughs> Which will replace the ship's talk? What did we learn about live ships in this section? Let me count the ways. Boats. Why are they about great? Barges. What do we know about barges? <laughs> They're ambitious. <laughs> they want to be big boats. They want <laughs> Tarman. Tarman ha- has a sea sign on to them sure. for life. Yes, you have. Yep. Also, nowhere to sleep. Yeah, there's not a lot of. <laughs> they don't have big bellies, so there's just not a lot of. Nope. Plank of wood. Where you? Where do you live? Where do you even put your your cot? Imagine being the shittiest boat that can talk and think, and then one day <laughs> you learn that you could be bigger and better. But it can't even talk. It, just, it doesn't have a mouth. It's trapped Yeah, but Lefteren still seems to be receiving instructions. It's still not the same <laughs> as having like a, some sassy mouth and be up on the front of your boat. Well, that's actually kind of great, because then if you don't agree, you can be like, I didn't Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Message interference. Oh, what? I can't hear you. Way? I'm going through All a tunnel. Right. The internet is down. <laughs> uh, then uh, we used to have, is this the patriarchy, misogyny, capitalism, slavery, and fashions from Jamalia? But I am proposing that we rename the section Dismantling the Patriarchy, Badassery, Animal Husbandry, <laughs> and Expired Fashions yes. from Jamalia. Oh, I'm here for it. Yes. I love it. And all forms of husbandry can be included in this. So, you know. Uh, okay. If you've got so many <laughs> Hest hot takes. <laughs> Hest is a shitty husband. <laughs> Dismantle. I don't, I don't know if he's reached, like, you know, Kyle's status yet, but he's approaching quickly. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to get a job. Well, he's a really unfortunate example of our only confirmed, you know, like, homosexual character. Like, Yeah, that what? didn't make me happy. Yeah, he's, like, that, yeah, it was, there was there's, a lot of there's stereotypes. Hope for, there's hope for Cedric, of... maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cedric doesn't seem to be all awful. No. He's so sensitive. Um... All right, well, that moves us to our outro. Anything you guys want to say about this first section of the Rain Wild boat? The, I don't know, the Bodhi book two? I have, I Bodhi really book liked, two. I feel like we made some progress in these first chapters. I feel like sometimes the first chapters get a little slow. Um, I was pretty pleased with these chapters. I thought it was. Once I got past the prologue and the grossness, it got better. We're all over the map, which is nice. It makes it feel like yeah. more things are happening because we're not like stuck in one spot. Like we're in Trahog, we're in Kasserik. I feel Kasserik? like yeah, Kasserik. I feel like we have some good characters to work with. Big town. We have at least one to Rivers. just like really fucking hate, which is really important. And then some other ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, who's our villain? Is it Leftren? Is it Hest? I think like, the real villain is Hest, but like the obvious villain is. Was Leftron? Is that his name? Whatever, Lefty. Hell dog. Lefty. <laughs> Lefty pirate. 
Um, okay. I feel like as long as villain. I feel like as long as Leftron doesn't turn like full Kenneth, like he could still be a fun villain. And then you know Hest is just like Kyle. Yeah, Tarman doesn't seem to be yeah. having some of the same issues. So hopefully he's a much <laughs> a much uh, more well-adjusted pirate. Yeah. Can I make a broad strokes comment? Sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've gotten a taste of how Robin Hobb might handle horror in Homecoming because it's literally set up like Dracula and I thought that was so cool and if she leaned a little more into it all this rain wild stuff about like ancient underground cities and you go there and you lose yourself and you come across these bodies that have wasted away thinking about things that if Mm. these had been horror books it would have been fucking fantastic yeah I think that'd be really cool because I can't read horror books and then of course I'm glad they're not horror (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with missed opportunity like wow yeah I, suddenly, I, I wish they they had been. Uh, yeah, especially because some the, parts the are lack, horrific. The lack of the information between like different areas would be like a source of tension. You have characters who whose bodies are physically changing. We've got like big dragons who, you know, eat each other. That's pretty gross. <laughs> the the one random scholar in the city who's never been there and is like the only person who can translate the scrolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right now we are trapped in a loveless marriage, and that is a horror genre unto it. It is. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we've got Leftrin, the uh, affable, smiley, yet slightly scaly murderer captain man and his sentient boat. You know, and he just drops talk. those bodies over <laughs> and they get eaten up by the acid water. Tarman, Tarman is not a, like... I I feel like they are partners in this. This is not a mm-hmm. this is not a lefteran only zone. No, because Tarman, Tarman has a lot to has gain. ever met Paragon. I think Tarman would eat Paragon if he could. <laughs> <laughs> Get an extra mast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why it's just all the cartoon. Sexual? I don't. It's the cartoon, like you know eyes it's just makes me think of cool so i feel like maybe they just built like a second wood plank underneath him and so then when he meets you know other live ships he could just like open up it's like a giant mouth oh like no face (laughs) sure or he's got like a second tier so he's got two floors just two like planks. a big big alligator yeah just two planks and the, the top one just raises up so it's like a puppet mouth yeah like an alligator yeah yeah the All right. biggest buffet tables. <laughs> That's the and flips out to get longer. Um, all right, reminder: our next reading section is chapters five through now five through nine, and we do have a content warning on chapter five for rape. Awesome! Uh, wow, just serious. getting it in fucking early, man. Jesus. Yeah, I believe it's in the second section, like second like scene. Um, there's also like a really uncomfortable bit with the dragons that oh. I didn't like. I'd um, rather get it out of the way early than with live ship where I was just waiting I know, for it to happen and it, for well, three and books. It just kept happening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that you know, we'll we'll handle that with our usual. Uh, Can't wait. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our usual way of not handling it. Um, and then, 
Nope, there is no end. Uh, so this has been Buckkeep Radio. <laughs> you can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail. Let us know if you uh, if we can read our e- your email. Wow, on air. <laughs> Follow us at Buckkeep Radio. We're on Twitter and on Instagram, and I will. Po- I posted Jenny's amazing Tarman <laughs> art. So if you want to see it, uh, <laughs> it's my masterpiece. I'm, it's a masterpiece. The greatest piece of fan art ever in Realm of the Elderlings history. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this has... Oh, no, I said that already. Uh, I'm... <laughs> We're a little rusty. <laughs> We're rusty. <laughs> We're a little rusty. I'm, I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and on Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa, and I'm floating on the internet ra- lazy river at AlyssaMaynard.com. Uh, I'm Jenny. You can find me at Faceless Ray on Instagram. Uh, I did post Tarman in my stories, but there are other pirates that are on boats because I have black sales fan art that I've been doing. I'm Eli and you can find me at chewy bread cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley and I'm on Instagram at ladybird Parker. I'm Elena. You can find me at moth Elena. Throw it to the spoilers everyone. Okay. Next up is spoilers. at all oh you didn't you just nope you're sailing through this may be yeah. a way to do it because then you just remember everything you like gloss over everything that was upsetting ah perfect um so yeah i think first up is yes we will be reading a rape scene again but in my notes putting that on the table in front of us not forgotten fully acknowledged what is hob doing with that scene like if we accept the fact that hob knows what she's doing then she's doing something and <laughs> you know like i understand that it's a contractually bound like whatever blah 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 and that makes me kind of think about how big town is this weird place that is child obsessed while still being relatively socioeconomically mobile for like women um and like how does that work if they're willing to like sell themselves out to just be wombs um and also, why is everything, like, literally everything is okay there except for being gay? <laughs> Bestiality is okay. I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> probably. You could probably get married to a live ship. They probably wouldn't care. And I would. I'd be married to Paragon at noon. <laughs> I don't know if that would be a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like in in these books... It's. It feels like she certainly knows what she's doing a little bit more than Live Ship, where it just felt like it was thrown in, and I felt shocked and terrible. And with this, there's like potential for healing and learning, and it feels a little bit more like realistic. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I said in our DMs, I was. I feel really terrible for Hest, and I know that he turns out to be pretty terrible and a giant shit. Yeah, yeah, and greedy and just a complete douche that is used and 
deserves everything that he gets. Um, but at this moment, I feel really bad for him because he seems like a gay guy who's being forced to marry a woman and he doesn't want to and he's not interested. And Right. Yeah, I just... I mean, uh, TMI. I really resonated with this because it kind of, like, has to being terrible and then Hob recognizing that and then she writes in a nut the other gay romance that is like beautiful and healthy and mm-hmm. allows this character to heal like as someone who's been in an abusive queer relationship like seeing this like being gay doesn't automatically make you perfect right like in the perfect relationship it really it rang with me and i was i was grateful to see it because it's like there's like hope after any kind of abuse Mm -hmm. and it was nice to read yeah i think that part is really nice because it's healing because it's it is stacked in the front where it's like here's all the terrible things and then afterwards you get to kind of like ride the the healing journey because yeah you know you again also see that Sel- selden no his name is not selden cedric <laughs> cedric is basically groomed but like super quickly in an afternoon like that whole scene of like him and hest like in the in the garden after the random person's wedding after the tutor's wedding is like the most upsetting thing because it's very unclear whether or not Cedric even like he does want to be there but it's 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 very unclear like why any of that is happening and he's like immediately just taken by him and like you're going to do what I say and you're going to live here and you're you know this is your job and you're my secretary and he doesn't have any other avenues and it's weird to me that a character like Hest who is rich and powerful and seems to be everyone knows he's gay well then what's the big yeah, fucking it, deal right <laughs> Cedric's sister knows and people talk like what yeah it's that is weird and it's I, I don't know if it's setting something up like along with that healing where this could be the only other gay man that Cedric has even encountered or has gotten signals from right and so that well, that's what it feels like for sure that, yeah. yeah 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 because then it's like you go somewhere else you go to the rain wilds where just shit is just so bonkers that no one cares about that stuff essentially in the end and <laughs> right people got claws they got claws who like, gives a crap um <laughs> but it's also funny because Carson's intro is also like not great. Like when he first shows up, it's like, oh, this is this guy's going to be trouble. Because, Wait, what happens? I don't be, remember. So he intro. shows up, and Leftrin's like, oh, I haven't seen your ass in a while, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've been drunk and killing people, and it's like, oh, right, he's like, you're such a bad man, you're such a fucking asshole, and I'm like, this guy sucks, he's going to be a trouble, and I feel like he, it, you're supposed to think this, he's the bad hunter. Hmm. In, okay. in that little like trio of like hunters that show up, right? Um, but he's it's a, a red herring. Tendy. Yeah, but he's really he's actually great. It's just a little tender, just a little bit alcoholic. That's all. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> here in this pandemic? In you this... know, a glass of wine a day ain't so bad. It's not. So bad. It's fine. Uh, mm. What else did I write? Um, Obviously, I too thought that the bird keepers were both men. I don't 
I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I guess I just thought, oh, wow, there's like so many gay people. <laughs> right? I It could have been another cool thing. I also assumed that they were men in the beginning and I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also just like maybe says something about, obviously that was done on purpose, I think. Um, you know, Hob being an English language author, kind of like picking a name that doesn't sound very feminine. The mm. Tozi that sounds like like an old Italian grandpa's last name or something. Hey, yeah, it's a spicy meatball. It's a spicy name. meatball name. Yeah. Uh, I'm Italian. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I live <laughs> in New York. I guess that qualifies me. Uh, yeah, you know, like I don't know. I felt yeah. I was a little like, oh, okay, it's fine. They're happy. I can't begrudge them for being happy if they're not right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also Tarman's stupid frog legs. Listen. <laughs> Which we have already talked about. Yeah, that's it. Oh, man. I could only... I, I had completely forgotten about that when you mentioned it. It's earlier. like immediate. It's immediate. It's like Tarman wants me to go into the woods and get these and make him legs. And then I did. And then I made everyone leave who doesn't know he has <laughs> legs. And everyone who knows he has legs has to stay forever. <laughs> Who said, was it Jenny who said no face? Because it's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It is no face. But I'm like, oh, Tarman, you're a badass. Not give me a mouth to speak. Not give me, you know. No, I want legs. Just gotta crawl. Gotta sneak all the way up. And yeah, and then everything, every mention is like, gosh, how the hell does he get over these really shallow areas? How does he stand here? It's almost like he's got legs. I'm like, yeah, he's got legs. (laughs) What an anchor on that boy. He's uh, he's like the Howl's Moving Castle of boats. Yeah, Baba Yaga house. Yes, just got the little got. You have to crank him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got like a his tiller in the back. That's what it does. I love timing. <sighs> and then I of course um, reread all the sections in Assassin's Fate. Just, oh. um, just to like refresh myself. You're unstoppable. Well, you know, who? What else? Yes. What else happens? Oh, so like obviously, I came into this a little bit spoiled because I had seen. I know who Cedric ends up with, and that you know they have a child together, and I know that Thymera and uh, uh, Tats. Tats, short for tattoos. Right, have their child. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is... Which kind of is, like, interesting because there's this whole relationship between her and Rapscall. Yes. Which I literally still can't, like... I'm just kind of like, whoa, whoa. Like... I'll tell you, I, I think part of the reason why I love these books so much is because they are... Like with with these dragon keeper parts, it's YA, right? Like, yeah, through and through. And these are Little... teen relationships, and teens yeah. are going to have sex, and teens are going to be in unhealthy relationships and be obsessed with people, and it's just so teen that like <laughs> they are very like strangely YA for just those bits, and then you have like you know you you switch over to Elise, and it's like what. <laughs> Yeah, adult. <laughs> adult. But also very romancy. Like I know you don't yes. read a lot of Yeah, I know you don't read a ton of romance, but like it's very romancy. Like 
and you if do romance like... is like this i'll read it <laughs> well yeah because usually it's like if if it's one of those like i'm married to a man who doesn't appreciate me kind of thing then she's going to meet a man who does and he's going to meet he's going to never see any flaws in her it's going to be like left her and it's like she's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and you know generally in a romance novel he's not like a stump <laughs> he's like a hot guy <laughs> but left could be hot we don't know i i one of the things i do appreciate about this book is or these books is that everyone is just kind of like a baseline like normal or like yes ugly. like no one's hot. yeah <laughs> like, yep no i picture every man a certain way until proven otherwise right like i know hess they... is supposed to have his like he's supposed to be like conventionally attractive and then cedric is supposed to have had like a makeover so he's like you know a little bit more also conventionally attractive uh but really everyone is just kind of normal and yeah that's also refreshing because the other books you know like fitz is a beautiful man and every you know everyone's just so <laughs> like right everyone's just so like above average <laughs> And yes just in in like even in abilities right like those those this is also just a bunch of normal people trying to make their way yeah like elisa's i mean elisa's smart but she's not like she doesn't have like an ancestral magic right <laughs> elisa's the whole package she's my favorite character besides the fool yeah, I mean, she gets, she's a little, like, annoying at first until she starts to, like, come into herself. But that, that, that's expected. Yeah. it's ex- And it's fine. And she does, she doesn't take long to stand up for herself. And to realize that, like, certain people don't necessarily have her best interest at heart. And, like, when she's really, especially, I especially appreciated when... When, C- when Cedric confronts her and he's like, Leftrin's obsessed with you and you're encouraging mm-hmm. it. And she's like, well, you know what? I like it. It's nice to be wanted. Yep. Fuck There's you. no fucking rules. Yeah. yeah. It's all fake. It's all fake. It doesn't matter. And you're the only one seeing it. So unless you're going to go tell people, fuck right off. Like, Yeah. I like so that. Good. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. And... You know, it's like she's already sold herself. So what, what did she, what is she saving? You know, it's like, you're not, it's that whole idea where it's like, oh, you're not, you know, what's the, you're, you're, you're something to be acquired by a man. Right. And yeah. Owned, an object. Yeah. And used. And then once you are used, you lose all value. You know, it's like you drive the car off the lot kind of thing. And it's like, she's like, well, I've, they, I've been driven off the lot, yo. Like, <laughs> what am i what what else do you want me to do i like that i like her unapologetic uh leaning into her own her own wants and needs versus her perceived worth yeah yeah contracts ain't shit fuck that shit yeah get get a get a dragon divorce (laughs) dragon divorce (laughs) hashtag dragon meet are you meat? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like I've encountered the name Hest in fiction before. We have encountered it in Robin Hobb before. Oh, we have? It, yes. It is um, the name of someone in the 
um, previous, what's the last trilogy called? Far, the, the, the Tawny Man trilogy? Tawny Man trilogy, yeah. Somebody is named Hest in that, but it is not the same Hest. What the fuck? Well, she did this before. There was somebody in the first trilogy, like a guardsman or something. She's probably she doing that. I guess she wants to be like, look, see, it's like what, on Shit's Creek when they like rewear clothes. It's like, look, people have, <laughs> people have names. Sometimes you meet multiple multiple people with the same name. I'm like, but that's confusing. It's confusing. Robin, I, like it is. Like yeah, I mean, my upstairs neighbor is also an Alyssa M, and it jars me checking the mail. And you know, it feels the same to see another Hest. <laughs> all right, that's that's really all I have to say. We'll get we'll get into more spoilers but i feel like mm. Mm. i haven't even talked about hebe yet oh my god <laughs> hebe <laughs> oh, stumpy baby oh my god hebe all right hebe. <laughs> we just say hebe for is, five minutes is hebe is hebe is hebe uh shriver oh i don't know google is Hebe a Shriver? Hebe was Shriver. They picked up on the gay immediately. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was easy. Oh man, this didn't this like con- confrontation chapter coming up where oh, Elise yeah. is like, "You voided the contract." There's another woman, and then Cedric is like, "Oh." There's, yeah, no there's, woman. Let me just drink my tea in the corner. <laughs> it's like, oh, Elise, you're so close. You're so Ugh. close to not sounding like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Never play your whole hand. Always be vague and let them fill in the details. Exactly. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.